You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. The spark of the fire rarely result in the conflagration that cut the entire building. For this to happen, for the entire building to be guarded, the conditions for inflammation in the building must exist. Without further support, the fire, otherwise the spark of the fire, will not spread, or if it does spread, it will spread so slowly that it can be easily extinguished and many people are able to escape. The state of the buildings in the inner city of Johannesburg are, however, nothing short of the lake of fuel waiting for a spark for a complete conflagration, such as the ones at Usindiso, the latest tragedy at Naga Street, and many others, including the Bartlett's building. Lack of amenities and services, including electricity and water supply in these buildings, fire extinguishers, and other emergency equipment means these buildings are always a disaster waiting to happen. Illegal connections of lacking services compound and heighten the risk for these disasters. Beside the conditions in these buildings, other revelations at the Commission are just as damning to the city of Johannesburg and the state in general. We learned from the Commission that the entire city of Johannesburg has only three to five engines and one water cannon that were that are working at the current moment. This is in stark contrast to 125 fighting engines required uh, in the city answering approximately 25,000 emergency service calls a year. Ultimately, these tragedies graphically highlight the appalling state of the public infrastructure in the inner city and the housing crisis across the entire city of Johannesburg and the country. The Marshall Town Fire Justice Campaign has consistently argued that the sustainable solution to the increasing and the current tragedies is the emergency mass public works program to upgrade all the deliberated buildings in the inner city and to build more residential buildings for cheap, decent accommodation in the inner city and houses across the city of Johannesburg to eradicate the squalor, the degradation and and overcrowding in all the informal settlements and townships also. And that was coordinator of the Marshalltown Fire Justice Campaign, Mametlo Sibay, reacting to revelations made uh, during yesterday's testimonies at the Commission of Inquiry into the deadly Marshalltown building fire. Now, let me just issue a warning about uh, the following story. It may be upsetting to sensitive listeners. It still pertains to what's happening at that inquiry. Uh, the Commission has also heard the testimony of some of the survivors of the fire who have described the horrific seen in the immediate aftermath of that fire. Muzi Ngubane has testified that he and his cousin lived in the Usindiso building since 2019. Ngubane says that on the 31st of August 2023, there was commotion as residents tried to exit the building after the fire broke out. The smoke had become so thick that I could only hear screams but not see others using the staircase. I searched for my cousin and found out that he had just gone back into the building to look for me as I was considering a way in 
to search for him. I realized that the second floor was now engulfed in flames and saw my cousin coming out at that very moment. While outside, I noticed a woman on the third floor holding a baby. She threw the baby to those standing on mattresses and the crowd caught the baby. The lady jumped, fell on the ground and broke her leg. At that point, we removed her from the mattress and the blaze had grown and people were screaming from inside the building. Another woman on the fourth floor sought to jump and despite discouragement from those on the ground not to jump, she did and dropped on the ground, dying instantly. Bodies of the dead were piling. Others were breaking limbs from jumping off the higher floors of the building as I could not handle what I was seeing. I left the scene and found myself walking the streets of the town until I reached Gandhi Square before I returned to the scene. On my return, I found more bodies lying everywhere. Firefighters were not there before I left the scene, but on my return, I found them and battling the fire and rescuing people. In my opinion, the firefighters took a long time to respond. A lot of damage occurred before they arrived. The building was laid up barricaded. Once more, I left the scene and walked the town streets until about 400 hours. When I returned to the scene and learned that people had been taken to a shelter, I was first taken to Bez Valley, Bezaden Road, and then I went to Wembley Shelter in Tefontaine, where I currently reside. And that was Muzi Ngubane, one of the residents who survived the deadly fire at Usindiso building in Marshalltown. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.